You are listening to Asian Skycast, the show that brings you the most updated aviation industry insight. Okay, welcome to the Asian Skycast. Uh, this was meant to be a, a preview of our upcoming Fleet Week, but uh, with everything that's going on in the world, Jeff Lowe and I are here, and we are basically just shaking our head, trying to figure out what is happening. Uh, a base has been canceled. That was the genesis of, of our Fleet Week. Um, but now we're looking at potentially eBase and every other business show being canceled. Um, the U.S. seems to have gone absolutely insane. And it's a strange feeling being here because in some ways, as we were just saying, Hong Kong is almost like now the quiet port in the storm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've been through that initial phase, which is, again, it's, it's, it's fueled a, a bit by uncertainty. And I think everyone agree there's there's a tremendous amount of information out there but a tremendous amount of information that is just incorrect and again everyone feeds on that and it very quickly spreads and before you know it as you say you've got this this uh, irrational reaction to to the virus and yes we've been through that here in hong kong uh to a great extent things have returned somewhat to normal yes we're still all taking the necessary precautions to make sure that we don't encourage any recurrence but it is pretty much back to normal. Yes, everyone is wearing masks and everyone is being more careful regarding their personal hygiene and washing hands and so on and so forth. So we're, we're still being diligent in that sense. But yes, uh, certainly nothing compared to what's being experienced in the U.S. at the moment. So do you think that, so two things. One, do you think it's an overreaction because the U.S. has not dealt with this before? Or do you think it's actually in some ways helpful because even if it causes a lot of short-term pain, it might be the fastest way to you know, effectively get back to normal. Well, I get on the point that you made uh, yesterday when we were talking about it. Again, I think this this is something new for the U.S. Uh, as you commented as well, Max, uh, Hong Kong uh, has some experience in this area already. And we've been through these, if you will, uh, health scares or uncertainties, whatever you want to tag them before with SARS, bird flu, and MERS, and so on and so forth. And again, maybe it comes from uh, the uh, the island mentality that we have to have here, that we kind of batten down the hatches when we need to and, and lock the borders, if you will. But we're, we're somewhat experienced in this area. Uh, the U.S. Uh, is not. And so how they how they react to it will be very interesting to see. And whether or not, as you say, the short-term pain will mean in the long term things will get resolved quicker i don't know but i, th- it, but I think is... another angle is who you've got sitting in washington and it's an election year and he's he you know everyone's trying to look like they're presidential as well and tackling this issue and so i think that likewise is maybe a uh, making people do some things maybe a little more dramatically than they really need to um, okay, I'm going to stay away from that one, but uh, but we were, I'm, I'm Canadian. I can talk yeah, like you this. can talk. You can talk. <laughs> um, so Hong Kong, basically, we've I think we've almost stopped growing the yep. numbers. Is yep. that I would okay, say yeah. fair to say? And as you said, Hong Kong is not just Hong Kong Island, but it's effectively an island. It's a small place, millions and millions of people all on top of each other, and effectively the virus was contained. It is nowhere near what we would have expected from such a small place where everybody is on top of each other. So it's like closing down Manhattan, right? If you want, right? And the U.S. is a totally different problem. It's a totally different problem, but it's so. I guess I come back to it: is it? It's just this question of whether it's an overreaction or not, in the sense that, in some ways, because Hong Kong was prepared, even though there's millions of people on top of each other, 
it, everyone sort of knew how to deal with it. The U.S. is more spread out. Um, but at the same time, because of that, you know, it just is that what's going to cause a bigger spread because people aren't taking any precautions. Um, well, again, I, I, I think know. I was recently in the U.S. as well. And, and unfortunately, the other silly scenario is that, well, you, you can't go to the local pharmacy and buy face masks because all the people in Asia bought them already and they don't have any. I mean, I was, I, you know, you just everywhere you go and you ask for hand sanitizers and a face mask, you can't find any. And again, I think it's, uh, you know, it's more ingrained in the Hong Kong mentality to, to wear a face mask and, and sanitize your hands and everything else. But in the U.S., I, it's just you're talking about behavioral changes that are, are not, not the norm and not something they've even had. Your parents have even had to deal with. So well, it's going to be much, let, much, much let, harder. Let me tell you something about this. My parents live in Colorado. There is not a single case that has been reported in Colorado. And they are effectively afraid to go out. And, you know, if they're listening to this, I am in no way yeah, <laughs> saying anything negative about it. I'm sure they're just, like a lot of other people, but, too. But, you know, so. you just think about what that kind of behavioral impact, you know, people afraid to go to movie theaters, afraid to go to basketball games, even when there is no reported cases. Um, I don't know. The other thing I just want to get from you quickly and then, and then we'll go is we have seen business aviation shows get canceled, right? Okay, so A-Base is canceled. You think E-Base will be canceled. CJI is at least delayed. Um, who knows what's going to happen with things like the Olympics? Who knows what's, you know, the Hong Kong sevens have been, just everything is either being delayed or canceled. So what is that actually going to mean? I mean, you have an industry that's almost built around air shows, like the whole calendar year is effectively for some executives, air show to air show to air show. I mean, do you, do we have any idea of what we think the impact of that will be or? Well, we've heard it from some of the uh, conference organizers that, uh, yes, the shows that were sort of in the can are, are fine. That one earlier this year, the attendance was okay. But again, looking forward to what the attendance may be like upcoming in shows, again, we, we hear that they're in a world of pain at the moment. And again, whether they can ride that out, again, is going to depend on, well, how the U.S. moves forward is critical because as we all know, the, the, the biggest portion of our industry fleet-wise, people, OEMs, and everything is all from the U.S. So if they're, and again, if the travel restrictions expand from Europe to other parts of the world, and I mean, how are, you, you basically got nothing to feed the shows and nothing to feed the conferences. Well, so, the, but this is my question is, is, are the shows that important? I mean, this is something you well, and I have talked I'm, about. If I'm allowed to say, I yeah. mean, that, you know, Fleet Week, as much as it, uh, it, 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 may not resonate with a lot of people yet. I mean, it, Fleet Week will probably achieve the same thing well, that's that would I'm... have been achieved if you had gotten on an airplane and flown to A-Base. Yeah, you're not going to be able to look at that uh, G650 that you've seen already five times before at all the other shows. So, I mean, a big part of the shows has always been the intel and the feedback and the impressions and the insights that you get from people that are there in the industry attending those shows from that region. That's why you go. And again, a lot of that you're going to get from Fleet Week anyways. So again, as you say, how much relevance the shows have, uh, yeah, I think I think and, this and, may actually force the industry to do things differently yeah, permanently for the future. I agree. And part of the reason I think that is it's... I just remember like a few, it started a few years ago where people started talking about eBase as a B2B show, right? There was a moment, I don't remember when, but it became, it just, everybody was sort of saying, yeah, eBase is, 
business to business. It's not about bringing customers or potential buyers. And so really my question is, how important are air shows to actually dealing with customers? Does it, does it, do you need, I mean, I know a lot of people who don't even like to bring clients to air shows because they don't want them to get decision fatigue with too many models to look at. So when we're talking about aircraft buyers now, Jeff and I are talking about brokerage and aircraft sales. I mean, how critical is that even uh, for the business? Yeah. I mean, I think what you'll see in the future is more of what we're doing with Fleet Week, frankly. And then as we've also seen in the region where the OEM will come out specifically and host an event, just the OEM, right. where you'll have Gulfstream come out and they'll bring a, a G600, a G500, and a G650, and they'll host a specific event, which will be more B2C. For the B2B stuff, as we've all seen and we're seeing, and we're part of that change, is there are better ways to have B2B interact, interaction than having a big air show in Shanghai and so on and so forth. And got a lot of that is Asian Sky Cast. A lot of that's Fleet Week. There's just better ways to reach these people and more continuously as well, not just one big event, continuously through the year. And I think you'll see the OEMs then move away to where they'll have special events where they'll be able to cater to their existing clients, but then also use those existing clients to draw new clients to go to a special event that's just Gulfstream. Right. And there'll be just a Bombardier event, and there'll be just a Falcon event, for instance. Right. Because and they'll be able to schedule that when they want, when it's most convenient, when their demo aircraft are in the region, and so on and so forth. And it'll just improve the efficiency for everybody. Now, look, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I know it probably sounds like we're just building ourselves up and just saying things that are that are in our own interest, but, but that's not really the case. I mean, we really have been talking about this, uh, about the impact on the industry and about what it means just in general going forward. So, look, I guess we're going we're gonna to find out. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, look, for all we know, a month from now, uh, you know, everything goes back to normal, and this is just going to sound like a silly conversation, but um, I don't know. Something Something feels like it's... There is a behavioral change out there that's that's been happening for years, and maybe this is just going to be the final incentive to uh, to make it happen. But anyway, um, Fleet Week is coming again. Last yep. plug for that. Yep. Uh, AsianSkyMedia.com for all the stuff that we've got coming out on a daily basis. And I don't know. That's it. Stay tuned. We'll stay we'll talk again, as they say. Stay tuned. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Thanks for joining us this week on Asian Skycast. Make sure to visit our website, Asian Sky Media, where you can subscribe to the show on your phone or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show.